Have you ever wished you had been taught how to study the Bible in depth? Because that is exactly what our partners, Chasing Sacred, are all about. Creating resources for studying the Bible that meet practical needs while also maintaining strong biblical literacy. The way they structure their studies are so purposeful, and they help readers understand the historical and cultural context, which is so important. They actually just came out with a new study on the book of Ephesians. You do not want to miss it. Just don't forget to put code abiding free for a 20% discount on any of their products. Click their link in our show notes and learn more about them at chasingsacred.com. Life can be messy and hard, but one of the things God has promised to give us is freedom, freedom deep in our hearts that is not dependent on the ever-changing waves of circumstances, but set on the steadfast promises of God. This freedom gives us a secure identity, even with a broken past. It helps us have joy in parenting, even when we are completely exhausted. This freedom gives us love for our spouses, even when they are unlovable, and it can give us purpose in our careers, even if it's not the one we want. But I feel stuck sometimes, don't you? What does it really mean that Christ has set us free? That's why we're here. Welcome to the Abiding Free Podcast with Kristen and Shannon. We invite you to walk on this bumpy but beautiful journey toward freedom as we learn to abide in Him. Get ready for tears and laughter and everything in between. Because this podcast is about living from the truth that, yes, it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode on the Abiding Free podcast. And I am so excited about today because I have a guest with me here named Lana Anderson. She is a pastor's wife. She is the author of Daddy's Girl, Living as God's Beloved Daughter. And as you can probably tell from our podcast title, we are talking about this today. We're talking about daddy issues. So Lana, thanks for having us. And I'm so glad you're here with us. Thanks so much for inviting me. I'm excited. And so on this topic of daddy issues, you know, whether you have a wonderful relationship with your father, a terrible one or not one at all, we probably all to some extent have a distorted view of what a father is supposed to be. And so that's why I'm so grateful for Lana being with here um, with us today, because we're going to be talking through this. Um, her book is a wonderful read. And before we dive into the book, though, Lana, I would just love for our listeners to get to know you a bit before we talk about daddy issues. Sure. Well, I grew up in the Seattle area and I did grow up going to church, but um, I don't, I didn't have my own faith. I thought being a Christian was just kind of being good and don't smoke, don't drink, don't have sex. And it just, I thought you could be a Christian or have fun, not both. And so I went off to college and saw all these people having a great time. And so I kind of ditched whatever faith I had and joined them. And um, my life was just very kind of untethered and unplanned. And eventually I graduated from college. And um, one night I was at a bar with a friend of mine and gave my number to a guy in the bar. And she just couldn't believe I did that because I had never done that before. And I mean, in God's providence, that guy brought me back to church. And it was a great Bible teaching church where I finally heard truth and the gospel for the first time in my life. And, and I never left. That was 18 years ago. 
Um, and at the church, I eventually met my husband. He was on staff. I was uh, an intern. And so ministry life is the only life we've ever known. We love it. Um, he's a pastor and we have four kids. We have a son who's five, daughters who are ooh, seven, eight, and 10. And we live in Phoenix. We love it. It's sunny and warm and w- w- we have a great life. And I-, I like to share that story so women don't think, oh, of course, she's a pastor's wife and she has all these kids. And my kids are well-behaved when we're out. But my life did not start out like this. And it's only for the grace of God that I have a testimony to tell. I love that. And, you know, just for our listeners, this is actually the first time I've gotten to meet Lana. We, believe it or not, we met on Instagram. (laughs) There is some redeeming value there. (laughs) And uh, Lana, it's so interesting because you and I actually have a similar story and background. And um, you can also hear my story on um, our episode number two. But anyway, back to what we want to talk about today is, you know, um, Lana, I would love to know now where like where the background to this book, the what led up to writing this story about, you know, daddy's girl? Yeah, I was actually um, a sermon that my pastor was preaching. This was like before I met my husband. So like 12 years ago or so. And he was talking about prayer and how prayer should be just like a, a kid talking to their daddy and it should be free and it should be warm and you can talk to him anytime you want. And I just thought, wow, I don't, have a relationship like that with God the Father and I don't I don't even know what that looks like and so I began to just really try to get to know God the Father and who he really was by studying the Bible and um a few years later I was just driving in my van one day and the Holy Spirit just started showing me these kind of lies versus the truth so like God the, uh your dad may have lied but God the Father tells the truth um some dads abandon their daughters but your heavenly father will never leave you or forsake you and I just kept having those um, kind of dichotomies just flooding my mind. I went home and wrote them all down so I wouldn't forget and showed my husband. And he said, gosh, I think other women probably feel like this. And I thought, really? You think they do? And so I wrote it down in a blog post. We sent it into our church that had a blog at the time. And it just exploded. Like I had women messaging me online and coming up to me at church. And I had no idea that so many women felt like I did. And so the the contrast of seeing a lie that they believed versus who God the Father really is was just eye-opening for them. And so God brought that blog post to my mind years later. I hadn't thought about it for years. And he brought it back to my mind. And I thought, man, that could be a book outline. And so those um, lies versus truths that God gave me that day in my minivan, that's what became the chapters of this book. And so I really wanted um, a book that was just based on the Bible. It's not my story. I do put myself in there sometimes, Um, but it's based on the Bible. It's who God the Father is. And I just want women to, to know the safe, loving, affectionate love of God the Father. I love that. I love hearing the development of that because it just shows... Again, it's like God's timing. I mean, it, I just love the progression of your of that story and um, and and onto the book. I one of the things I would love for you to go over briefly is just the, these were so startling to me. Some of the statistics you give at the beginning of your book and data is a powerful thing because it really um, obviously gives truth to what is what we're seeing in our culture. Why this is something we need to be talking about in the church. And um, so, would you just um, share some of those statistics? statistics? Yeah, there are a lot of them in the book. I'll share just a few and then tell you um, kind of the big idea and what these really mean. So first of all, 
right now, one in four kids go to bed at night without a dad in their home. That's no dad, no stepdad, no adopted dad, nothing. Um, They're at greater risk for poverty, behavioral problems, going to prison, committing crime, generally just kind of getting in trouble. Um, Girls are seven times more likely to become pregnant as a teen. They're more likely to abuse drugs and alcohol, to be obese. This is one of the, the most tragic statistics to me is that kids without dads are twice as likely to commit suicide. And so when you look at all the data, what you actually see are that boys tend toward violence and not all of them are going to go to prison. Some just kind of struggle in school or don't get along with other kids. Um, and girls tend toward risky behavior with other men and getting involved in relationships that are really um, harmful and sometimes sexual. And that, that means abusive a lot of times. Wow. That, I mean, again, just hearing him, you know, I've, I've read those in your book, but just hearing them again is just so startling. And I just think about, and you're going to go into this more, but, you know, let's, let's talk about just one of the statistics, you know, more likely to go to prison. Well, that may be um, tied to the absence of a literal father, but what about those again, that you're going to talk about that are just more absent? Maybe they're more likely to get into trouble. And so um, obviously those are showing the extreme of a completely absent father. But um, thank you again for sharing those. And so one thing I I love that you also do in your book is you have these three sections of dad distortions and that you describe and that we generally see. And gosh, this resonated with me so much. Distant dads, destructive dads, and delicate dads. And in each chapter, you tackle a character flaw or sin issue that our dad might have. And you basically you like break it down, but I love that you also build us back up in God's truth. I love this quote. It says, it is important that we pay attention to ways that our dad may have distorted our view of God the Father because we tend to either project our dad's character onto God or reject him entirely. Wow. Um, Would you elaborate more on this, Lana? Yeah. um, You know, we just kind of take for granted how we all live on the earth. But if you think about it, God really could have plunked us down on the earth in any configuration he wanted to. And he chose families. He made Adam and Eve, a husband and a wife and told them to go have babies. And, and when God talks about himself in relation to his people, he uses the word father. It's a relational word because he's a relational God. He is also creator. He is also Lord. He is also sovereign. But in relation to his people, God called himself a relational word, father. And his design is that dads would show us something of what God the father is like. No dad is going to do this perfectly, obviously, but that was God's plan. And what happens is instead of our dads reflecting to us something of the character of God, we zero in on the ways that they don't. And so those are distortions of the fatherhood of God. And then we take those and we invert God's whole design and we project them onto God the Father. And if that image is bad enough, if it's negative enough, or it seems scary enough, some people do in fact reject God altogether. And so I love this quote by Pastor Jimmy Evans. He says, we will only draw as close to God as our concept of Him will allow. And so it's so important that we know God the Father for who He is, who He says He is, in his word and clear out those distortions. And that's the whole point um, of my book. And so I find that a lot of women lean toward Jesus because he walked the earth. He was a human. 
He's the one who who saves us and died in our place or lean toward the Holy Spirit. Um, depends on what kind of a church background you came from. And then we neglect God the Father, but God is one. He's three people and one God. I don't know. It's a mystery. We talk about it a little bit more in the book. But God really showed me that I was missing out on a full thriving relationship with Him because I didn't know the Father. I only knew the Son and the Spirit. And so I'm in no way saying that we should dial down the importance of Jesus or the Holy Spirit. Absolutely not. They're crucial. But we do need to dial up the importance of God the Father. And I just don't think we talk about Him enough in church. Maybe, I mean, in my experience, even a lot of people in ministry also have father wounds. And even I think in a lot of the Christian women's content that I see, um, you've mentioned that you know a lot of times women just don't know how to talk about father wounds. And also, I think a lot of it too is just um, affirmation. Like, I know I'm loved and I know I'm a daughter and God the Father is good. And that's about where it ends. And so I wanted to go deeper. I wanted to go, let's go search the Bible and see what God the Father says about Himself so we can really know Him and and start to walk in true freedom. Because so often I think we become a Christian and we're like, well, I know the truth now and I've accepted Jesus into my heart and He washed away my sin and everything's going to be good now. And it's and then it's not, and we don't know what to do. And part of it is that we do need to go back and heal our pains from the past, and we need to forgive, and we need to clear out the lies and and bring our fears to light. And when we do that, then the truth actually starts to make more sense, and we actually start to feel the freedom that Jesus purchased for us. I don't know about you, but sometimes I struggle with motivation to get into God's Word, and I love adding some aesthetic beauty and note-taking to my Bible study with the Mr. Pen Selah Bible Journaling Kit. This classy and beautiful kit comes with everything you need to add some fun and color to your study. This set comes with Bible tabs, highlighters and pens, stickers with a modern script font, gold cross paper clips, transparent sticky notes, and a lovely cream and gold supplies pouch to hold it all together. And today you can get a discount on the Selah Bible Journaling Collection on Amazon with the discount code SELAHKIT24. Use SELAHKIT24 on Amazon for a discount today. Wow, I love that so much. And that I, I that is also why your book resonated so much with me. And I'm like, we have to have her on our podcast because it it just again it goes along so much with the abiding free mission. And that's it's exactly like you said. It's it's going into these old wounds, not just looking at the behavior, but as we prayed even before this podcast, of changing hearts, like getting deeper. And so could you give maybe just a, a specific example or description of some of these more, you know, these dad distortions and, you know, a truth to combat this distortion. Yeah. So the first dad distortion is distant dads. These could be physically distant, like your dad abandoned you or you never knew him. Or I've even known women who their dad was a great dad, but he was away for long periods of time for work. And he did feel very distant when he was gone. Um, Or dads can be emotionally distant, which, you know, maybe your dad worked a nine to five job and he was home every night for dinner but you didn't have a close relationship. Like that's pretty damaging to have dad in your home, but not put forth the effort to have a relationship with you. And so I think a lot of times women like this can think God's distant or he doesn't want to be involved in my everyday life. And I really just kind of have to carry this on my own and nothing's further from the truth. God is, um, he's present and he's near and he really is like a father. He wants to hear 
all the good stuff and all the bad stuff. I mean, think about what our kids come and talk to us about everything. This is what I drew. This is what I want for lunch. This is more often than we want to know. Yeah. Yeah. But it's that childlike faith and like, hey, I just want to tell my dad everything. And so distant dads can really um, distort our image of a God who is a near and tender father who wants to listen to us. The second kind is destructive dads. This one is pretty self-explanatory. They can be mean, overbearing, controlling, violent, or even abusive. Also, I think sometimes destructive dads, um, they can be very religious, but not very relational. So they have a lot of rules. Um, I've known one woman who came home from school and she had like all A's and a B plus. And it was like, well, what's with the B plus? And she just felt like she had to earn her dad's love. And so the distortion there is that we can think God is harsh or he's unpredictable or um, if he's happy with me and I'm doing the right thing, then things are good. But if I screw up, he's going to be unhappy with me. And and the truth is that God's love is free. It's not earned. Um, he knows all about you and he draws near. One of the chapters in the book, I go through um, interactions that Jesus had with with women who did not have great reputations and and how we see the father heart of God through these women that he knew all about them and he loved them and drew them near and he he healed their pain and he healed their past and he he gave them a new start and that's what God does for us. And then the last dad distortion is um, our delicate dads. And these actually, I think are more common than women know. These are kind of the sneaky ones. I've had a lot of women come up to me and go, oh, that was my dad. Because they don't really do anything that seems... Um, like it would be harmful. The problem is that they don't do much. And so maybe they don't have a plan for the family. They don't work off a budget. They just like to have a good time, but they don't plan ahead. Um, A lot of times these dads will abdicate responsibility to mom, especially in discipline or a school or things like that. Um, And the distortion there is that either God can't provide for me or God can and he won't. And that can be really damaging that God's there, but either he can't or he won't take care of me or lead me. And that that can be really, really crippling. And the truth is that God um, is not a father who gives burdens. He takes them away. He's not a burden giver. He's a burden lifter. He does have a plan. It does involve you. And, and he wants to lead you in that. And it might not be all at once. It might be one step at a time, which I've found in my life. I'd like to know the whole plan. That's not usually how he works. But he will lead you one step at a time. And he's your shepherd. He will guard you and protect you and provide for you, just like a shepherd would their sheep. Um, And God the Father, what I want a lot of women to know too, is that God is a father who will be tough for you, but tender with you. And that's, that's the image we see of a shepherd. He will fight off the wolves, but he is tender with the sheep. And so my hope and my prayer for women is that as you go through some of these, these wounds that I know you really don't want to, it will bring a lot of things to light that you probably don't even know you think. You don't even know you believe that about God. And God will bring them to light. And then by looking through the scriptures, you'll go, oh my gosh, wow, that's not how he is. He's so wonderful and kind and tender. And I'm safe with him. And, and the other shoe's never going to drop. And he's not disappointed with me. And so the only way we will know that, though, is if we're willing to, to let him into those places of our heart and then search his word for his truth. Wow. I mean, I, I've already read your book and I'm like, I, I still am just sitting here with like tears and chills. And, um, and I'm just guessing right now that there are some women out there that are really sad 
uh, right now and it's hitting you right now. And I just want you to know, Lana and I have prayed for you before this podcast. And I know Lana in this book writing has poured a lot of prayer um, into those that read this. And so I guess that's where I want to ask Lana um, before, you know, we close is just, you know, you mentioned like digging into the scriptures and, but what else would you say, you know, as people are processing this, this is a lot of heavy, heavy stuff and um, it's really powerful. And how would you recommend even further that women, you know, process this information? You know, maybe they start with your book, but they're like, oh my goodness, what do I, what do I do with all of this? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. You know, when I first realized that I, didn't know who God the Father was and I wanted to, the first thing I did was I sat down with my pastor's wife. She was a good friend of mine and we talked and we cried and she listened and prayed. And I would suggest starting there too. Don't do this alone. I would say go go talk with um, a wise friend. Go talk with somebody who really know, you know that they love you and they'll stick with you and they can support you and pray with you and, and just listen a lot. A lot of this is going to have to be some processing, whether you journal or you verbal process. Um, I would say too, if you feel comfortable and when you feel comfortable, I would share this with your husband. It will probably explain a lot of struggles that you have, maybe even struggles in your marriage. And he would want to know. I've known so many husbands that have um, really valued knowing what was going on with their with his wife. And they can be really loving and supportive. And also, if you need counseling, go find a biblical counselor. There is absolutely nothing wrong and everything right with getting a counselor if you need it. Um, they will really help you wade through those fears and those lies and help you uncover them. Like I said before, I don't even think we know sometimes what's there. And, and a good biblical counselor will help you pull those out and show you God's truth. And so I would just encourage you... Um, I recently just read a, a book about God the Father, and it said it's like he's up on this glorious mountaintop, and we're stuck in the valley with the fog. But this friend has come down and been I've I've been to the top of the mountain, I've seen him come follow me, and so I love that I read that just recently. I feel like that. I feel like the friend that's like I've I've trekked up the mountain, and it's hard sometimes, and you're gonna get out of breath a little bit, and you're gonna just need to keep going. But I've been to the mountaintop, and I want you to come to the mountaintop. It's so good, and so. Um, I don't want you to just say that you're free. I want you to feel like you're free. And I know that's what you guys are really trying to do with this podcast too. And so Jesus's freedom that he purchased for us is there, but we do have to walk it out and we do have to go take it and just know that Kristen and I love you and we are praying for you and, and yeah, please reach out if you need anything. Mm, amen. I love that. Yeah. Someone to come alongside you as you're processing this information, because really, as we've, you know, in just summary, distortions from our past are typically huge bondage markers, you know, places that are getting us stuck. And as Lana mentioned, that are preventing us from walking in the freedom that Christ has already purchased for us. We are a free people, but we often are not walking in that freedom. And so, you know, these old wounds we need to revisit. We cannot just put band-aids, you know, on these wounds. We cannot. And if we want this true freedom. So again, Lana's book is an amazing place to start. Um, and it's going to unearth so many things there. And we're going to obviously link her book, you know, in the show notes, you can buy it at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target. And we will also link, you know, for your information, just how to reach her through social media. And I just in this interaction, I've had just seeing what a great 
gracious person she is. I know that if you want to reach out to her, she'd be more than happy in messaging. And otherwise, you can also reach out to us here at Abiding Free because, again, we know this is a very delicate and heavy topic. And we just, again, we want you to know that we are praying for you. And the the purpose of this is to you know, be a conduit of setting hearts free through the power of the gospel um, in the spirit so that we can be free women who are walking without all the entanglements that some of these wounds um, cause us to have because God loves us and he has a great purpose for our life. And um, thanks again for joining us today on Abiding Free. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a second, please share this episode with someone you love. Also, if you could scroll down and rate our podcast and follow us on social media at Abiding Free, this will help us reach more with the message of freedom. Yeah. And then just be sure to join us next week for another episode and know we love and are praying for you.